Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 507, recording live on Wednesday, May 17th. I'm one of your hosts, Mo. I'm Adriel. And I'm Kyle. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, hello. Hello, lovely gentlemen. Who's ready to talk about guns? Yeah. You want to just start it off hot and fresh? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. You want me to get going? Well, All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have something special for you this evening. Uh, Angel's got uh, a great review that you're going to all get to hear live. So go ahead, Angel. Tell, tell us all about it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go maxi view here so that people can uh, take it in. All the early people that get on, they're getting there. They're getting a yeah. full meal deal. Yeah. Uh, my high point came in the mail. Yeah, this is the uh, high point 995 TS carbine. Wow. It's a nine millimeter PCC made by high point and uh, it is pretty weird. There's so many design choices on this gun that uh, are just bizarre. It's like, (laughs) you know, how uh, one thing I really like about savage rifles, savage bolt action rifles, they're cheap in the right places. I got like a cheaply made magazine, but it works. They've got like the stock is kind of cheap. It's kind of flimsy, but it's okay. Um, and then the bolt is uses a floating head on it. It's, uh, you know, they're very accurate. Um, this is like, they cheaped out in like really weird places that you don't get, you shouldn't cheap out on. And then they added some features on that aren't available on any other gun. Uh, one of them is, uh, is right here. See this gap. So you'd be, I I saw that. I'm like, Oh fuck. Is that a, is that an adjustable length butt pad? Can I, no, it's, it's, it's spring loaded. It's, it's got suspension. Uh, what, what caliber is that? Is that nine mil? Uh, three hundred Win Mag. That's why they need oh. the yeah. Oh, that's okay. why they need oh this. okay yeah yeah yeah. 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 You need that for three hundred. No, it's nine millimeter. <laughs> <laughs> it moves, uh, which is why. Why did they put that on there? So odd, right? And then it it keeps coming. Okay, so you see like how I've got the sling on the right side of the gun. Um, when I'm a lefty, or sorry, when I'm righty, everything on this gun is, by the way, is not uh, uh, ambi. It's left side charge, right side eject only. Uh, it's magazine drop only for a right hander. And if you actually try shooting this as a lefty, you may hit the magazine release uh, with your finger depending on where you put your hand. Uh, um, so right-handed only. Well, see, I, I approve of that decision. <laughs> I don't mind that decision either, but uh, the sling swivels. So if, if you follow their instructions on how to put the slings on, you you actually pull a couple of these screws, because the whole thing's screwed together, right? And it cross screws in between two halves of a, of a gun. Um, and if you look here, there's the bolts there. 
and they have like these pressed in nuts on the other side. They're not even nuts. They're knurled and they're pressed in. You can't reverse them. Well, I guess you could. You could blow it out the other side, right? Just hammer the crap out of it with a drift and, and punch it out. But assuming that that's not what they made it for, I, I put my sling on according to how they had it. And it goes on that side of the gun. And it's terrible to carry. <laughs> you carry this thing and the stupid grip jams into your back. Look at this. <laughs> it carries like trash. <laughs> it's so bad. But like they could have picked like the, it's just replacing a screw. They could have picked like, oh, put it on that screw or something like that or that screw somewhere else. But that's I put on exactly where they cho told me to put it on. And it's a bad spot. So like, yeah, like interesting stuff like that. And then, uh, okay, yeah, the, the safety is, you know, this this weird doohickey here. Oh, I need to put the bolt forward one second. Okay, bolts forward. Uh, there's the safety. Okay, you know, uh, fine. Yeah. Uh, the trigger, you know, it's a, it's a trigger. It's not very good. And it's like... <laughs> It's a rotating piece of plastic oh, there, wow. but uh, mm. and the ma the mag release is fine. Um, the magazines are a single stack, not compliant with their single stack nine millimeter pistol. They have a single stack nine millimeter pistol. This magazine is incompatible with it. They don't fit each other. <laughs> Why? 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 There's reasons. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. And then there's stuff on here. Okay, I mentioned the uh, the the shock absorbing uh, butt pad there, right? Um, this plate here, you see this plate? You know what that's doing? It's got a, a spring loaded push pin on this side. That's how you take it apart. You push that push pin in, and then you rotate the plate over, and then you can remove the push pin. Isn't that bizarre? Like yeah. you could put an e clip yeah. on this side. You could use a regular pin, no spring on it, and an e clip. And it would be just fine. You don't need the spring yeah. on there. You don't need the plate. You don't need the all the extra little stuff. Oh, why? Why? Because <laughs> now you have to make a plate. You have to rivet the stupid thing in place. You have to mold in a little stop for the plate to swivel to. How? What an odd, odd reason. The sights. Okay, rear sight. It's it's got ghost ring sights. I actually like the sights, but even they're kind of bizarre. Okay, so we got a fully adjustable rear sight, adjustable for windage and elevation. Um, they're not like clicky or anything like that, but who cares? Um, the front the front sight is elevation adjustable. Why? <laughs> Why do you need the rear sight to be adjustable and the front sight? To well, be because adjustable? it's a long range precision. Just when you want to reach out that extra bit further, you say wow. that. You say that. I saw online, I was looking for aftermarket parts to like attach to my review, uh, which my article review for this thing is up. Um, they, someone else sells an extended range front sight. <laughs> wow. For a nine millimeter PCC, they sell an extended range front sight. Why? This, this is metal. This part, part here is stamped steel. Uh, this Picatinny rail is plastic. Uh, it is screwed to the metal receiver. Everything on this gun is like uh, like that zinc casting or like horrible plastic, like the kind that like Mattel would have 
like this this thing's made like someone who only had access to materials and design philosophies from like the 80s and uh well, i'm gonna say another another little detail there in case it wasn't didn't shoot bad well yeah how does it shoot actually uh i had a couple of jams with it had a couple of jams yeah okay uh some people have uh, report no jams some pe- for some people it's working just fine i found a couple things in this gun that are not confidence inspiring for reliability and that's where your, your tolerances might stack up and you might get some jams uh specifically i got failure to fires uh i would um uh load it and then uh, go to pull the trigger and it was just a dead trigger i think the trigger reset spring isn't strong enough and it wasn't pulling the trigger out far enough to to fully reset and uh, and get it out okay. so um reliability wasn't perfect and based on what I've seen from other videos out there, it's not perfect for most people. Yeah. I was just thinking, they put that pick rail right on the front barrel. So in case it wasn't inaccurate as is, you put your bipod and just put it right on your barrel. Does, I don't know if you catch this in the video, but it's actually bowed. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah like okay. Bowed? I see They're it. all like that. They're all like that. They're oh, all so it's bowed. A, it's a design feature then. Uh, I, oh, I, I, just, I just moved it. I just, I just moved the stupid, the plastic. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not attached at the end here. It's just kind of sitting there. That's to give it a little bit of tension, a little bit of seating tension right there. You know, on end fields, you need like a little bit of up tension from the wood. This is stocking up with the with the Caltech. Yeah. A little bit of plastic, just pushing. Oh, so designed after the end field. Okay, using the <laughs> use, yeah, using that. Um. It comes with the most bizarre trigger lock I've ever seen. Let you look at that. What is going? Okay, so if you really want to go cheap, you get those like little claspy guys that use the the two little ticks on it to to kind yep, of screw yep. in. Uh, this is like that, but more expensive and way more complicated. Uh, it fits together kind of like this. I, it's so hard to do this on the actual gun, so I'm just going to do it for you guys like this. Um, but it's like for for the audio listeners. Um, Imagine like two doohickeys with a little plastic bit in between. You like put them together. They kind of cam together. And then you have to use a special tool to push on a spring and turn it at the same time. And then they lock together. And if you want to, you can you can thread another lock through here. Oh, you can build. lock the lock. You can wow. lock the lock with a cable lock or... Uh, you know something else. Let's see if I can blind the that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so you could you could stick stick like a cable lock through your lock, and they, sh- they show this like as it on the diagram in their in their user manual. It's like something they endorse. Wow, <laughs> that makes it all worth it, doesn't it? The bolt is uh, I, now. I don't know how much I can complain about this since we're in Canada, but. Uh, uh, the charging handle is is just is literally just a bolt. Well, at least they so, send you a wrench for it. Yeah, yeah, they send you a wrench and wow, spare no um, <laughs> It 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 seems more like better design than say like the WK bolt, which seems to snap all the time. This one seems like heavier duty kind of a thing. And the chart, like you can get other charging handles for them because that's literally just like a chunk of knurled steel that like fits on this thing. <laughs> I think they missed the mark a little bit on some of this uh, some of this gun design. This would be a really interesting gun. Okay, 
imagine it didn't have some of the really stupid design decisions on this thing. Imagine you had, let's turn the price up a little bit. Let's say it's like $400 because my paid less than that. When you consider the red dot I got with this, let's say it was $400, $400 plain yeah. though, plain take off this, take, don't even sell it with a sling, uh, put, make it use double stack mags, please. And if you can't figure that out, maybe like nine millimeter single stack mags or something like that. Something that's out there in the world. Um, they sell not uh, high point, but the uh, some of the other places sell like alu aluminum um, pick rail. Imagine an aluminum pick rail on the top there, and maybe the sights, maybe not. I don't. I don't know. I don't really care. I would buy that if it was just better. If it was stripped down and more reliable. There's a couple things on the inside. I, I, it takes me a minute to uh, to take it down, so I'm not going to show you guys right now, but. Um, that like the spring is not guided very well, the recoil spring, and it causes like it sounds horrible. You can hear the spring like binding up on it on itself. Uh, the firing pin has two springs inside of each other, but no guide rod or nothing. They're just there like free balling it, uh, and that's on the firing pin. Is these two like okay? Yeah, yeah, like what? Uh, okay, but why? Why did you do that? That's uh that's an interesting choice. Yeah. Um yeah. And then like this cheek piece looks like it's removable. Um you can they sell a stick-on like cheek pad, like a fabric thing that you can like stick on there. But it's not it's not like replaceable. Here's an actual honest question for like gun designers. Like back to the double spring. Like I can understand, like on a recoil spring or something. Yeah, you want maybe a variable action, like on a, like on a Glock, right? Yes, the Glock Gen fours. Yeah, yeah. But why on a firing pin? Or Remington likes to do it with their shell catches. It's, I think your real question is, who do you think you are? <laughs> this is true. I'm not an engineer, so there's got to be some. No, reason. no, no. <laughs> It's it's a valid question. It's a valid <laughs> question. So I think for these guys, this is definitely who do you think you are? And uh, uh, there's some stuff on it that like there's a little like dimple thing on the bottom of the trigger guard here. It's not it's not doing anything. I, I, I have no idea what this is doing. It's huh. it's not covering anything. It's just sitting there. It's like a circlip. Okay. You can remove the circlip. Maybe they sell like an accessory that goes there. They sell a bunch of accessories and parts for this thing. And the replacement parts are actually really reasonably priced. You can get like this metal receiver cover here. 15 bucks. Nice. It's so, it's so fucking, <laughs> they sell all their parts for super cheap. So if you ever broke something, uh, a, they have a lifetime warranty. No questions asked. B, they have really inexpensive parts on their, on their website. Uh, but, God, it's hard to like. It's so hard to like. There's so many things that are just not not done even cheaply, just done uh, strangely. And uh, when it did when it did fire, it shot fine. It's a nine millimeter carbine. Like who who cares, right? It's fine. This the sights were okay. The trigger sucks, but who cares? And I actually prefer PCCs that do the uh, magazine in the in the grip. Because it's just, I find it easier to locate and, and ram them in. They're not like forward in a mystery spot, right? Yeah. 
Um, I didn't mind that, like the, the it not having a bolt release. I think that's fine. You grab a new mag, you put your mag in, you hit the bolt, and you let it go, and and off you go, right? So that part was fine. The disassembly is terrible. It's so <laughs> stupid. It's so it's so mind-numbingly stupid. This piece of plastic here, you gotta like get a flathead underneath there and like pry it up, pry it up, <laughs> rotate that around. And then you take the upper handguard and you yank it forward. And then okay. that plastic comes off of there. Uh, the aforementioned pins. Maybe I will take it down on air. I've done it a couple sure, of times. Sure, why not? So I can get to it pretty quickly. <clears throat> this one plate here is a bit tight. I'm going to have to get to it from the other side. Just give me one second. Get Get going. Okay. Okay, there goes that those two pins. Now this top bit. No, I need my charging handle off. Charging handle comes off. I'm always finding myself like wanting to go back to the days of the AR. Push a pin, out she comes. Yeah. Uh, there's the receiver cover. You see, it's got like a little angled metal bit that kind of goes underneath there, and that pulls down. Anyways, this is doing nothing. This is like holding your sights. That's it. It's a dust cover, yeah. Maybe it's protecting your face from a, a an ND if this thing goes off. Uh, but you see, like this black here, this is all one big cast zinc piece of shit bolt. You need a big bolt and something like this, though, right? Bull, yeah. Direct blowback 9mm. You need about a pound and a half, right? So there's that guy. And then to take this off. Oh, I hate this. It's got a clip. You see this this metal block on the bottom of the receiver. It's got a little clip, and you have to hammer the stupid thing off just to <laughs> get it to move. Wow. I need I need something that's better. Here we go. I love the the thought though that hey, you know what? Let's build a gun that you need a hammer to disassemble. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone likes beating on stuff anyway, so why not? <laughs> Okay, there's that clip. Now I can pull the barrel away from this whole thing. And I can pull, there's the lower. It's got the magazine release, the mag well, all that kind of stuff. Kick it off to the side. And then there's my upper. Mm -hmm. This is like a little barrel standoff here. And I'm probably going to stop there. There's another plate here you got to pull out if you want to pull this bolt off of the whole bolt assembly off it's uh it's not uh, designed how i would design it and i'd imagine they just don't want to change their because they've been making these things for like 20 years 30 years uh, i'd imagine they just don't want to change their casting or their molds for the plastic and that kind of thing therefore they're just never going to update it and just keep cranking them out like they've always made them can't say i'd recommend it especially for canadians uh there is no easy way of making that mag well fit anything else you could potentially carefully dremel it out and get a 1911 nine millimeter mag in there i get you up to 10 but uh what a pain what a pain i don't think uh yeah the mags are like 49 bucks too in the u.s they're Ooh. 20 20 US in Canada, they're like 46 to 49 dollars wow. for, for a five, five for a five round magazine. Ouch, five rounds. 
restricted. <laughs> oh, even engraved on it. It's wow. Even engraved on it. They sell them like that. Like they they sell these gun like these versions to go to Canada. Yeah. They have a 16 inch uh, barrel version, and they've got like the, the 19 inch barrel version for us suckers uh, in Canada. Lucky us. How the hell? What the hell? I haven't looked at the magazine before. I'm just looking at the floor plate. It doesn't slide back and forth like every other magazine known to man. It's got something else. Oh no! It's I think got I just two saw tabs on the inside oh, no. there that you gotta get to get this thing off. <laughs> oh, oh my god. god! Well, come on, that little tool it sent has to have the tool to do that. Uh, that little this thing is not actually useful for very much, and no, <laughs> no, it does not work. Maybe you can like pick at it or something like that. Maybe I can like get pick the, at the bags. Come on. Come on. Come on, uh, it's probably in the manual. Their manual is wow. actually like pretty decent. It goes through like how to how to do everything, and you need the manual because this gun is not like nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah, it, <laughs> it rewrote the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely did. I don't know. I'm gonna have to look this up because I've never seen a magazine floor plate plate retention mechanism like this before. So there's been a few comments here, and I, Mark and Sean, and. It, I'm actually kind of thinking, is there like some like behind the scenes competition that everyone's tired of Caltech having the most ridiculous stuff? So then you got Smith and Wesson trying to copy them, make something, and then you know, high points like, well, everyone already hates us, so I'm pretty sure we can win. I think this is like old though. I think they've had this for forever. Yeah, it's been around, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I think like high points the original hold my beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch me design a gun, uh, and uh, and not change it. <laughs> not be like, oh, Caltech. Yeah. I like their little pins there with the little spring built in. I'm going to use those. No, I'm going to use fucking plates well, on, a, on a rivet that got to like slide over the end of the pin and retain it. Like what the hell? If you're champion, why would you change? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Amazing. <sighs> Yeah, some some weird stuff. Very very weird stuff on this gun. Uh, aftermarket even weirder. So you can get like the the rail that'll that'll go on right here. Uh, you can get a rail that will connect to that that little like holder for the front barrel there. Yeah, it like replaces this thing. So you've got like another point of uh, of rigidity. Uh, and I guess something that's actually attached to the receiver. Because uh, keep in mind. Your sights on something that just has two pins in it, and that's that's all that's locating it and keeping it accurate between cleanings. Uh, they sell a high point themselves sell like uh, like all sorts of like Chinese garbage you can put on it. Vertical grips, folding vertical grips, folding red dots, scopes. You can get a Barska 4x scope on there if you want. They have extra like magazine holders, and they go on on the rear of the buck stop, they kind of clip on the side here and they, 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 they go like align with the butt stock, which is an odd place to put them, but, uh, but you'll need them cause they're only 10 rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the U S only 10 rounds. They've got like uh, extendo mags. Their extendo mags are, are again, like, like a crackhead would design. They're like two 10 round magazines stuck together. With the with the joiner in the middle, it literally is two ten round <laughs> magazines that are stuck together. So yeah, crackhead science going on at uh, at high point for their magazines. Uh, 
uh, trying to think of M Carbo makes a spring kit for it. If you want to uh, improve the trigger feel, that sounds like lipstick on a pig in the worst way. But they have all sorts. There's a bullpup stock you can get for it. ATI sells a stock for it. I think it's because it's been around for so long and it's cheap. So people buy it and they want to like bling it out, bling out their garbage. <laughs> <laughs> you can get an end plate adapter and run an AR stock on it. To, to do that uh, involves cutting this back <laughs> off. <laughs> And putting the plate on there, oh boy. I can run a tube. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Woo! Yeah, they got some spicy, spicy aftermarket for these things. So, if uh, if I haven't made it apparent enough, uh, I wouldn't recommend buying one of these. No, no, no. no that's uh, not not recommended. I like these, even if they run. Even if they run, because the the problem is that the design is so bad that um, if yours runs now, I don't think it would run forever. You're going to need to. They do sell they sell an extended uh, recoil spring guide rod made of steel. If you wanted to buy if yours is running great, I would get one of those so that your spring's not going to bind up. Um, get some replacement recoil springs because you will eventually wear out of those. And. I don't know. There's there's a lot. There's a lot going on. I don't think anyone who like who is looking at this like as one of their first rifles should get it. Maybe if you already have like a pile of other guns and you just want a cheap shitty 9mm to take to the range and maybe shoot. Maybe it'll shoot, maybe not. But it doesn't matter, right? I'm with Dave on this. Adriel Michaud challenge. Race this thing out everything possible. So maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> Uh, in order to get it to run the 10 round, I, I, I would need it to get it to run the 10 round mags to, uh, uh, for it to be reasonable at racing out. So I need to make myself some space there, uh, which I mean, it's just aluminum casting, so I could do that. Uh, I need to make sure that the magazine release, I believe the magazine release is in the same spot as a nine millimeter magazine. But a nine millimeter 1911 magazine is just a little bit wider and quite a bit like longer. Uh, uh, they actually have a little block at the back of them because they're made for 45. So I need to do that. Uh, I would need to dremel out this plastic here, but that looks fairly easy to do because it's mostly just like guide ribs in here that you'd be shaving down to uh, to get that nine millimeter. Oh, I've got one right here. To get the 1911 millimeter mags in there, they're close. They're so close, but yeah, a little bit wider, just a touch wider, not even a lot. I would need about a half inch on the front or on the back rather. I assume that, uh, that that front needs to get onto that feed ramp. I can't imagine the bolt hold open would maybe. It looks like it's in almost the right spot. Mm. It's got the same cutout. Uh, it's quite a bit higher, though. Maybe that would work. And then in terms of other things that you would need to do to it, should you put a red dot on it, I guess? Well, it comes with a red dot, so it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I would pull I'd pull this rear sight off here and uh, put a dot, put a dot on it. I think that's all I would need to do. I don't actually care about the trigger. Like I could deal with the trigger, 
Oh no, uh, no, you're racing it out. So all the accessories. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, that would be so expensive. Just you just said all that, that all money the parts is were lost. cheap. Not the aftermarket. The parts are cheap from High Point. If you want to buy High Point parts, they're cheap, and you can get them straight from the U.S. Uh, I don't know if I could get them in here in Canada for that reasonably priced. What if I can pull this stupid pick rail off? Doesn't look like it. I must be able to. Oh, like that. <laughs> it just comes it's out. It's plastic, so you could just cut it off. But Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that stupidity is off now. That's that's something to look forward to. Uh, okay. Well, if you guys say so, I will... Uh, I will get at this thing with a Dremel yep. and we will, uh, we'll make it take those 10 round mags. Cause that's the biggest barrier. I'm not, there's no way in hell I'm spending nine for $49 for five round mags because I will like, it'll take so long to run a stage with five round mags <laughs> and it's going to cost me a fortune. So if I can get it to run with these, hmm. I don't have to adjust that. <laughs> Okay, I will report back later. The angle looks correct. Yeah. Yeah, the angle looks correct. I can't modify the mags, eh? Right? I got to modify the uh, the gun itself. That front of the magazine is pretty bare. And on this one, it's not. It's... Mm, could modify that. We'll see. I, I would really hate to, to like Dremel out that magwell just to find like some like this seems like one of those things where you you're blocked by one thing, you unblock that, and you run into another and another and another, and eventually you find out uh, like oh fuck this crazy corner here, and now I need to cut into the bolt or something like that just to get that part to, uh, mm. to clear. So I don't know. Uh, maybe if I can get the bolt right out and take a look. Nah, it's got too much other stuff. This is, this is too complicated. I'm I'm into this too far now. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, if you want to see some like gory photos, head on over to my website, uh, huntinggearguy.com. I've got some uh, bunch of high de- high high res, yeah, high res photos of it. Uh in non high point news, uh, did a maple <laughs> seed at uh, at Chaz. Oh, dogs coming in here. Did a maple seed at Chaz. Went well. It was uh, not as hot as it was supposed to be, so that was really nice. And uh, a bunch of people got riflemen, and a bunch of people improved. Like a lot of people improved. I don't Excellent. think I've been at a maple seed before where, um, like people didn't shoot it hot in the morning for the for the mad minute, and then the afternoon, absolutely everyone crushed the one hundred, and most people got the two hundred. So it was like everyone upped their game like considerably from the morning, which was uh, which was really nice. Must have been awesome. great, great, the great instructor. Then every time, if if they improve, it's the instructors. If they do worse, <laughs> they haven't been taking care of themselves. Yeah, <laughs> something else. Exactly. Yeah. No. It. Uh, yeah. It went well. Um, I went to Tundra Supply. I played with the BCL Siberian and a Rough Rider uh, carbine. The BCL Siberian has some interesting touches on it. Um, I'm going to wait until Gen 2. I'm going to wait until Gen 2. That looks like a rifle to, to kind of watch, but uh, yeah, very interesting. Uh, I, I really like the lines of it. 
Um, the the Rough Rider Carbine. That's the that's the Ruger Wrangler, but the long nose edition with the stock. <laughs> that, like, where do you put your left hand? Well, you just hold it back here because it's a revolver carbine, and it'll spit lead at and all sorts of crap at you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Anyways, that's uh, that's been my week. What about you, Mo? Uh, well, I didn't have, I didn't do anything as exciting as buy a high point. Um, I went to my first, uh, match in the U S it was, uh, PRS rimfire in, uh, Fairfax, Vermont. We went with a group of guys. We left Saturday morning at 5 AM because the plan was to just do it. It's like, it was a couple hour drive there and back. And, uh, it was a great experience. It turned out to be a nice day. And, um, the stages were creative because they were uh, a lot of the shooting, uh, the shooting areas and the props were like kind of in the woods. And sometimes we were shooting at, at targets in an open field. And sometimes we're actually shooting through actually through the woods. So that was the first time I did that. And there was like different elevations and stuff. And um, what else about it? Um, we had a great time. The ma the match director Scott was very welcoming. There was quite a few. Like it wasn't a big turnout. It was like twenty four shooters and and our crew. There was four of us, and there were a couple, another four or five Canadians. So I think half of us were from uh, the Canadian side. So because for it's it's pretty close. It's a pretty close match considering. Uh, we crossed the border at a at a small crossing, and like we were the only car at the, car there at the time. I think the guys were inside having breakfast to come out, and uh, <laughs> so yeah, so it was my first time experiencing like them checking the pay, obviously the, the the paperwork and the serial numbers, and they took everything out. So it didn't actually end up taking that long, and then uh, they were super friendly, and uh, and then we were on our way, and then coming back was like really quick. They didn't even ask us too many questions. And, um, it was a good experience. I, I did, I did awful, but, um, learning a little bit every time and, and looking forward to more matches. Uh, I have another one this weekend in, uh, Catskill, New York. So we're crossing the border again. This is just your second match though, right? Third? No, fourth now. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not making, as of right now, I'm not making progress and it's always, it's the two things. It's, uh, getting into position comfortably, the low stuff, and uh, and then finding the targets. So um, I'm struggling with both of those. So hmm. i got to work on it. I know I know some things I can do. So um, I went with a friend actually yesterday or the day before. I'm losing track of the days. And we did some, we did some practice and stuff. So that was good. I'm actually going to – I'm going to – I was shooting at 12 – 12 magnification i'm going to go down to 10 and uh like sacrifice a little bit of the magnification just to have a you know bigger field of view yeah. and uh mm -hmm. so and i'm i'm fine with that i'd I'd, ra I'd rather see more i guess than than less and uh and then for the uh for the low stuff i've i've kind of been working in my basement on some things to kind of get me steady cuz i'm like I'm just flopping around like a fish out of water, like in the mm. low position. So, I mean, if it's if it's off a bipod, it's fine. It's when it's like you know, just like uh, you know, your bag on 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 a on a low area, right? Because we had some a stage with uh, some some low place, different height tires and stuff, and um, then there was another one that was off of a rock. Um, it was pretty. It was really cool the way they did it. Um, 
And uh, another thing is I ended up buying a backpack because I didn't have a shooting backpack. And I specifically ordered one after this match because uh, for the other matches, I was taking a cart with me everywhere. Then it was easy to just pull the cart and have all my bags in the cart and everything was there. And then for this match, we had to actually cross this area, this little makeshift bridge. And uh, so you could, we couldn't take the cart. So I was like lugging everything and it was just a mess of stuff. And it was just too much. And um but uh, we're definitely gonna go back there. And the guy was saying to the match director was saying that they're bring they're gonna they're gonna actually keep improving it and stuff. They were gonna bring in a, a hollowed out a helicopter and a car at some point, so they're gonna be using nice. those as yeah yeah. That thought that was pretty cool using those as like uh, obviously shooting props and stuff. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was great. And then um, I signed up for a Nipsic match in Quebec. That's gonna be this saturday so this saturday, this weekend's going to be a full weekend of shooting because on saturday morning i'm going to the ipsic match i'm coming back putting the pistol in the safe and then a group of us are driving to to catskill new york uh saturday afternoon evening and then uh the match will be there on the sunday so and then we'll come back we'll come back sunday night it's about four-ish hours away from where we are so Okay, that's not bad. No, it's not bad. No. For you Alberta guys, it's it's not bad, right? So <laughs> <laughs> um I think that was I think that was it for me. Like um yeah, I'm just looking forward to the weekend. It should be a lot of fun to do to do both and stuff. So how about you, Kyle? Oh well I wasn't on last week and that's because I was back in Canada. Some stuff got uh, shifted around at work with clients I was working for and schedule. So work asked me if I could move the family down a few weeks early, figured out a way. And so, yeah, took off, went home, packed up everything and sold a pile of stuff, actually. And yeah, a bunch of ammo because I hadn't bothered to put any ammo on my Form 6 pretty much all my Canadian mags and ended up actually selling my uh, reloading gear. So oh. I didn't have room in the trailer and because the biggest trailer for U-Haul is like a sick, a 12 foot enclosed trailer. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I didn't want to, but also with the ammo prices like that nine mil, I just bought it. Looking at it, it just wasn't worth it to to reload at this point in time until reloading stuff drops in price. So, figured got better use up there and save me space. Uh, what else while I was up there? Oh yeah, the sad moment because I well, based on timing and everything, I ended up uh, going and surrendering my AR lower. So oh. yeah. So, yeah, that actually, it actually was a pretty, as crappy as the situation is, it actually went pretty good. I uh, went to the, well, called the RCMP detachment, went down there, and even the uh, officer who came out to the truck to grab it, we walk outside, and he looked at me and said, like, okay, I got to ask, like, why are you getting rid of this? And uh. stolen, moving to the States, can't bring it with, and... Try saying, well, they're going to do the buyback eventually. I'm like, yeah, I don't have time for that. So I'm just fortunate it was just one receiver. And I mean, really, in all reality, they're going to, even if it was an Armalite, it, you're going to give what, a hundred bucks for, for a lower receiver? 
Yeah. Well, who knows? But <laughs> if you're, you're all either be like, okay, who cares? Or God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Treat it like a whole gun. Yeah. Uh, but no, actually, Officer was really cool to talk to and whatnot. And yeah, so we got the family down here and trying to get settled in. And it's real fun trying to fit everything into this small apartment. I did grab, uh, my Death Star. I did bring that down and a few targets. So I was thinking of selling that, but the club down here really wanted it. And yeah, so I kept that. But uh, while I was away, my shipment from Brownells came in. I had ordered a couple dovetail punches. And so came with two different sizes. This one was actually a little bit too big for the STI, but I was able to, to make it work. And then they sent like this one. <laughs> which is just absolutely massive which sure. trying to think of a dovetail that's that big but yeah i'm sure they're out there but uh yeah definitely wasn't made for a 2011 but it still worked i uh popped the front sight off my sti and i ended up uh hammering the or punching the uh the dovetail and making it tighter and then reinstalled the uh, site block. Or, yeah, the site block. And uh, it seems to be really solid now. And also replaced the fiber optic. So we'll see this weekend how how good that's going to last. And then along with the shipment, I had ordered... Uh, they had a, a three-pack of PMAG 21 Glock 9 mags. So I... Those came, three 21-round uh, PMAGs for the Glock. And just to... Because Adriel mentioned the price on the High Point mags, those were 52 bucks for all three. So... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I have a USPSA match here in Carlsbad this coming weekend and crystal's down here so she's probably going to shoot it as well i'll stay limited shoot the sti and crystal will probably shoot the zev and carry optics and try out the brand new mags very nice and yeah yeah we got arranged club meeting tomorrow night to go over the match and the stages and make sure everything's all in order and other than that yeah we're fully down here now and just start getting everything organized very cool. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, we'll get into upcoming events. Uh, I saw some new uh, Maple Seed dates got uh, released earlier today. That's correct, right? They sure did. Yep. Yeah. And if uh, you want to uh, check it out, you can do so through mapleseedrifleman.com forward slash events. And there's dates all across Canada for uh, you to sign up. Uh, you can find a three-gun match at threegun.ca. And I'll keep mentioning that the EOC Summer Blast Ipsic Level 3 match, uh, there is still a couple spots left for Thursday. That's going to be on July 27th, and you can register on practice score. And uh, for the news, I don't think we had any major stories, but uh, it seems like C21 is uh, being fast-tracked through the process as the days pass. It's going through. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, none of us are surprised by that, right? So no, it's uh, it's only a matter of time, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. You, uh, you're doing, yeah. uh, you're doing uh, high point repairs, Pedro? I am uh, putting it back together. Uh, that is precision gunsmithing. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that precision hammering. <laughs> wow. Just wow. Um, we'll get into new gun stuff brought to you by Bullseye North. Need a new boomstick? Bullseye North is Canada's shooting superstar and a proud supporter of the CCFR with a wide selection of guns and top trending gear for any shooter. Free shipping over $200. Some exclusions apply like ammo. Subscribe to their weekly newsletter to get first access to the hottest deals. Oh, you bastard. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> do they sell any high points that we need to know about? <laughs> Who, Bullseye? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Bullseye has the M Carbo spring kit for the high point. Ah, ah there you that's go. That's going to be their item for today. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you should get it or not, but uh, maybe. <laughs> this pick rail is not. There's like little, little dimples on there where it screws into the uh, uh, the rear sight block. So you can't you can't use the whole top as a rail because it's not actually all pick rail. But you can use enough of it to put on something interesting. Well, there you go, long range. Man, there's, there's, <laughs> how's that for long range? Eh? Oh, the eye release, perfect. Oh, that's yeah, no, not so perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, it's not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider that an assault style weapon? Uh, sniper now, actually. Yeah. No longer assault <laughs> style. Now it's sniper style. So I think what I'll do is I'd like to run this scope on it just to uh, print, get some groups at uh, at 50. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you can't blame the scope. It's <laughs> <laughs> a $1,600 scope these days. Uh, and 24 magnification should be enough. And uh, once I'm done with that, I will stick a red dot on it because I think <laughs> that's the appropriate thing to do. No, this no, rear... No. This rear sight is uh, is very cheap, like pl- um, metal and uh, and plastic. But I I really don't mind it. I don't really don't mind how it's built. Um, I do mind how it's screwed into plastic, uh, but uh, I don't mind it itself. No, you know what you do? You keep the scope on there, and you do the forty five degree red dot. Oh, that would tr- that's true race gun style. Yeah, that's badass. Mm. Mm. I could. I got a red dot sitting right over here. And I got the one that it came with, I guess. But really, really, so many possibilities with that fine fire. Endless, endless possibilities. Well, you take your vertical grip if you can, mount it on the side so it's a horizontal grip off the side. Uh, I don't know if I could put it on the side, but it's just plastic, so I can drill it and tap it. Sure. Or just wow, wood screws, wood screws into it. Sure. Right there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I think. Absolutely. uh, Oh yeah. Not a very good cheek weld. That's okay though. You have to maple seed it up. Yep. Well, I was threatening uh, Kelly last last week, and I did I did shoot it after the maple seed, but the irons were so far out that uh, I I couldn't. I was aiming for the center of the five squares target, and I was hitting off the paper in the top left. A decent group, like a, a decent like a two inch group, let's say at twenty five yards, with just irons, which is like okay ish. Uh, maybe it'll do better with the scope. We'll see if it's maple seed material. I wouldn't mind trying. Sure. Why not? Yeah. 
Um, Too bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mike's just horrified at my putting of. Yeah. So for the for the audio listeners, I just stuck a, a six to twenty four uh, Citron S three on that uh, on that high point, so that I can sight it in, and I really want to see what kind of accuracy and potential it's got. Oh, it's got potential. That'll tell, That'll mm-hmm. tell me. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where are we at? What are we doing? Uh, new gun new stuff. Gun. Oh, I guess it can't. It can't uh, all be about the high point tonight. We just mm, it can't. I'm trying. I'm trying well, so hard. This is the high point episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying so hard to, to just make it about the high. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's share my screen here. And uh, no, not that one. This one. Uh, Marstar is taking pre-orders on the Hera H6. This is that crazy rifle that's got a folding stock that takes the mags out the side. Yes. Like a, yes. Like, oh, okay. Oh, it's so spacey. I love it so much. Like that's a that's a weird look. I looking do actually kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I like it. It's kind of expensive. Sixteen hundred bucks. Five round magazine from our own production. Why don't you make more? <laughs> Yeah, it's a bolt action, so... It is a bolt action. It's too bad it takes uh, AR-style mags and not something incompatible because that would be so, so super... It's so trim, like around the receiver and that kind of thing. Looks cool. Yeah. Looks I cool. So. Mm-hmm. Lee's got a new uh, primer. They call it the Auto Bench Prime. Actually, uh, Tony found this. What do you call it? The Slap Chop? The Slap Chop of uh, of priming? Oh yeah, there ah. you go. Yeah, yeah. You put your put your your round in there and you slap it. Slap chop. Primed. Next one. Uh, Could that be like a wa- uh, wax on, wax off, or not the wax on, wax off? It was the painting the fence, downstroke, and then upstroke to get the uh, cartridge out of there. Yep. Paint the fence up and down, up and down. Yep. Paint the fence. <sighs> Such a good series that one that came out. Mm. Uh, you guys seen this? Yes. Uh, a little bit, yeah. Tactical Imports is bringing in a single-shot Turkish shotgun with an Alofs or Alofs reloading system in it. So you break it open, it rotates over, puts a shell in the in the barrel, and you close it back up, and it's loaded. So you boop, boop, <laughs> you just break the gun back and forth, and it's loaded again. Magic. Cool. Space magic. I I, I love that they're, they brought back... Uh, a completely outdated loading mechanism just to stick on a cheap shotgun. It's not that expensive. I think the, the stainless one costs a little bit more, but the other one's uh, $3.99. High point loves. Yeah, $3.99 for something that's like hmm. such a weird loading system. I think that's kind of interesting. It folds. It's got the loading system on there. Now, how far do you have to break it open for it to reload? Uh, not that far, I believe. Not that. That far. would be fun to try. It would. Yeah. Why not? Uh, the synthetic black is three ninety nine. Woodstock black is three ninety nine. Oh, plus seventy nine dollars. Woodstock satin nickel is plus ninety nine dollars. Oh, satin nickel thirteen inch barrel plus ninety nine dollars. Oh, thirteen inch barrel or twenty inch barrel. I think the thirteen is what you got to go for, right? That's this oh, yeah. guy right here. Hmm. Mm, mm, mm. That is a weird looking gun. Yeah. Yep. Uh, speaking of <laughs> tactical imports has the FMP 12 gauge with a 30 round drum. This is a pump action shotgun. It's got a 30 round drum 
and uh, yeah, I wonder if I wonder if these drums. Oh, that looks like the other one. I wonder if these work in the bullpups. Mm. I have someone to ask. I have I have a gamer friend who uh, who shoots open in in three gun. That would like to know probably if there's a thirty rounder yeah, that's reliable I'm, I'm that sure. they can use. Sure. Mm. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, I hadn't quite finished. I was just going to see if there's anything else that was interesting on the uh, the old CGN. This is typically what I what I do just before the show is is pull the soap. Oh, there was the Talat. That one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lockhart Tactical. Uh, True North Arms is selling this. It's a five five six. It's a Lockhart Tactical Raven five five six builder kit. So it's just the upper lower bolt. You supply your AR stuff and uh, make yourself an AR. Oh, they're sold out. Darn. But they're they're not cheap. They're fifteen hundred bucks just for the builder's kit. But it makes it makes a better AR. Like you can use your gas tube. You can use your barrel. Like all that stuff. All of it you can use. Hmm. Oh, there it is. Okay. There's a picture. Yeah, proprietary bolt, proprietary upper and lower, and bolt stop looks proprietary as well. Comes with a charging. Oh yeah, they have a weird charging handle too. Builder kit. Very neat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, okay. exactly. So those are new on market. They had the guns that uh, yeah, Mike says, how many 20-inch AR barrels are there in Canada? Zero. Yeah, I have a couple of AR barrels. Uh, no 18 plus. They're all 16, 14 and a half, 12 inch. Yeah, yeah. Lots of that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm not sure if any of these other things... The Spectre Ballistics released uh, a 22 LR rifle, and uh, they're getting some good groups out of them. That's at 50 meters. Looks like uh, 0.75 MOA is what they're reporting on. That's a realistic number to get from a from a good semi-auto. 0.75 MOA. One MOA at 50 is half an inch, and to do that consistently on five groups would be very accurate. So yeah. that's looking good. Yeah, this this is their they're making. Uh, a rifle that's got their receiver, their bear, not their barrel, um, the receiver, this, the stock, like the action. And I believe the bolt is theirs. Uh, the bolt barrel is not, um, they're pricey, uh, but it looks like they're getting decent accuracy out of them. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Someone just asking if they're getting it in. I don't know. I don't know if any of this other stuff looks that fancy. Oh, on the line at Maple Seed, um, I saw TM22s out, and I saw TM22s out at my last Maple Seed as well. So the TM22s, one of them, like the, my my uh, one from two weeks ago, uh, reliability wasn't that great, and my one from this last weekend here, reliability on it was fine, and the guy actually patched a rifleman with it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so... They're they they got enough like practical accuracy that's capable of it. Uh, yeah, interesting. I just wanted to report that because uh, there's a ton of them out there. They look kind of cool, and some people really like them. Delaska is going to have some Remington MCS clones uh, available. They're going to make uh, twenty ready to go shotguns in about two to three weeks from now. So, cool. if you want a Remington MCS clone, take a look at that. That's about all I got. Okay, good stuff. And uh, we don't have a main topic this uh, tonight because we want to dedicate it to the high point. So, <laughs> so be it. <laughs> should I put uh, a brake on there? It's got a, oh, it's got of a course. threaded muzzle. Of course what you should. Of, 
What kind of brake? Oh boy. Look at this. Boop, 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 boop. The front sight's yeah. moving. Uh, <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll find something. The biggest brake you can find. Mm. Homemade. Homemade oh, brake. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a big block of aluminum. Cross drill a whole bunch and thread it to go on there. Bubba's special. If the brake is aluminum, I can just self tap it onto the barrel if I push hard yep. enough. Yeah. Of course. Cut its own threads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have no letters tonight. Oh, that's disappointing. Did we look? Oh. I did look. There was one picture that was sent. James uh, says, too good not to share. That's a picture. <laughs> uh, it's. Uh... <laughs> how would you just. How, uh, how, okay. For the audio listeners, we need a description of this. How would you describe that? This is. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's got like four baller mags and they, they yeah. drew a picture of him with a. Uh, Giant phallus oh. must be one hell of a gun. <laughs> From TNA, From TNA. that's it. hilarious. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> Thanks for sending that in, James. Uh, any comments uh, from the YouTubes? We do have a couple. Okay. Uh, got Ed Smith on episode five hundred five saying, "Random French Dave sounds like a real player when he does his player laugh." <laughs> And then he commented on episode 506 saying, what? No maple seed events on the West Coast? Uh, yeah, I thought I released some, Yeah, I released one in Kamloops uh, today. Okay, so that, that comment was from two days ago. So, Well, there you go. I opened one just for you. All right. No, I, <laughs> Darren did. <laughs> uh, yeah, right now, I mean, we got uh, every province, I think. Ontario, Saskatchewan, BC. You know, let me just share for just one quick second here. Window that a one. Uh, yeah, Arrowhead is out as well, so that that one's done. Beachburg, Ontario, ESA. I think that's East Elgin uh, in Ontario's open. Mm-hmm. Valley Trails, Saskatoon Wildlife Federation, Hundred Mile House, and Lone Butte in BC. We don't get out there very often. That's like out in the middle of nowhere. So. Maple yeah. Seed coming out there. Uh, New Brunswick at the Kent Co. Uh, Gun Club in Bucktouche. Uh, Winnipeg, Revolver and Pistol, Sherwood Park, Blue Mountains, Ontario, Sherwood Park again. Broken River, White Court is ladies only one through the club. Kananaskis, both those days sold out in like no time. South Granville, Frank, yeah, we're all, all over. New Brunswick, we got PEI, we got every province Good. on there. Good stuff. Okay, uh, we also have a Discord server, so check us out there. Um, if you go to our website, slamfireradio.com, you'll find a Cabela's link. If you use the link to make a purchase, uh, it'll help out the show, and uh, we'll uh, we'll read all the purchases uh, once a month, see what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to support the show, you can through uh, Patreon and Player. And uh, if you'd like to email the show, we'd always love to get your letters and read them live at slamfireradio at gmail.com. And uh, shout outs, Adriel. Oh, just all the other instructors that, uh, that helped at that Chaz event. I had a ton of help. 
and it makes it so easy for those events when when you have that much help like we gave people the platinum level treatment where like we're we're at people like giving them advice like all the time and i think that's i i love when we're able to do that good stuff cool. Kyle? uh yeah huge shout out to pete and mark for all the help in well helping us pack up the house also my sister and scott because we couldn't have done it without all their help there was just way too much crap there to to deal with and then try and load up and get back down here so huge shout out to them okay are they sitting on any uh reloading equipment or anything that still needs selling uh no one person bought the whole bench oh everything I am jealous of that one person. <laughs> yeah, I Those did are the keep... deals you live for. <laughs> I'm moving to the U.S. I can't take it. Yeah. Will you take this off my hands? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, I did keep a couple sets of dies. Uh, well, 400 Corbon dies because, well, good luck finding those again. And, yeah. Hmm. but Cool. And uh, mine is to the guys that I uh, traveled with and shot with uh, at the match, uh, Gabriel, Will, and Greg, because uh, they helped keep my spirits up because I was not having a great time at certain points of it. So I'll leave it at that. And um, check us out on uh, Gunners of Canada. Join our Discord server. Like us on Facebook. Watch us on YouTube and Player. Join the CCFR, which is very important. And see you all next week. See you next week. Bye, everyone. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.